Kia ora, I'm Jen. And I'm Sophie. Welcome to A TARDIS OF ONE'S OWN. A queer feminist journey through time and space and new who. What a fun time to record on this fake Saturday. Yeah! It is Anzac Day today, Mm. which for our international non-Australian listeners is a public holiday on the 25th of April, and it celebrates the Anzacs, who were soldiers from Australia and New Zealand who fought in wars. Yes, First World War, Second World War. (laughs) Recently? I don't know. I choose not to engage with it. Uh, yeah, don't say that too loudly. We'll have our citizenship <laughs> confiscated. I'll take the public holiday and shut up. It's basically, it's basically Remembrance Day, but we have a special yeah. one just for Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in England, it was it's the 11th of the 11th, mm. but here it's Anzac Day. Yeah. 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 So anyway, but I keep thinking it's Saturday and it's not, and that is difficult to reconcile. It's very weird. So yesterday at work was very much a pseudo Friday. It was <laughs> yeah. delirium from like 9.30 on. <laughs> like, just, yeah, chaos. Because everyone was like, yay. And like, there was no fucker in the office as well. No. Like everyone was like working from home or had just taken leave to bridge the weird Monday gap. Yeah. So yeah, it was just interesting vibes. And then tomorrow will be like kind of Monday, but we're both working from home, like our usual work from home mm. Wednesday. So it's going to feel like, what? I don't know. Yeah. And then back in the office Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, two days, and then weekend again. Whoop, whoop. I mean, I'll take it, but I'm I'm a bit discombobulated. Um, that's next door's dog. He might. He's ad- can the Yeti pick it up? <laughs> He's adding his opinion. He that's is, fine. Yeah. Um, we're recording in my house again. Um, I think the sound last time was fine. My partner that listened to it said that it was good, but it was it was a bit bright. Was mm. his description? But I think that's because my house has a lot of corners. And it's a lot of glass. glass. I think it's the glass that reflects all bouncing bounces. Um, also, I moved around too much and then got randomly like quieter points. So I will stay closer to the microphone. I love that we're such sound experts, but like, <laughs> yes, there is corners and I feel glass. Like it, it affects the acoustics. That's so we have been told. Anyway, that's fine. If you have any input, let us know. Yeah. Or even better, if you want to edit it for us, that's fine too. Since we moved offices, we lost our prime recording studio mm. meeting rooms. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's only a 10 minute walk away, but... No. <laughs> it's up a big hill. My other option is recording in the closet at work, so... Which, not off the table, but people hang around. It's and annoying. we just be like, we're going to the cupboard. Because we don't want people to know what we're doing either, because then they no. will ask questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a couple of our like actual friends know we do a podcast, but yeah, don't listen. And also, <laughs> like, it's different between them and like a random supervisor being like, Jen and Sophie were recording a podcast in the cupboard. <laughs> Next thing we know, it's in the weekly bloody newsletter that oh goes God, no, around. Can you imagine? No, don't. No, because they'd probably be like, is it secondary income? And they're like, no, it's not another fucking job. Don't tell anyone. It's fine. This is why. I, this is what I feel is like the biggest when we start our foot-related OnlyFans as a side <laughs> hustle. This is the biggest bridge to cross is secondary income. Who do we have to tell our manager? Always a form. Yeah. Okay. Well, you go first. I feel like I checked in first. What, t- tell me about your week. What's happening in your timeline? I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Um, no, <laughs> that's good. I've mostly just been writing. I've been writing, writing, what? writing. Had a good writing week last week. Didn't have a good weekend of writing, unfortunately. I did it around. Got in my own head too much. Mm. 
but hoping to get some done today after this. So I finished the first six chapters, which means I can send it around to other people to read. Yeah, nice. Which will be good. Um, yeah, that's basically my main focus is just gymming, writing. That's what I'm focused on at the moment. Like get my health up, get my writing up. That's it. That's that's me. Until saving June. for Scotland. Saving for Scotland. <laughs> Operation Saving for Scotland. Yeah. No fun things ever. Yes. How about you? Um good. So I listened back to the our last recording, which was done quite soon after I had some like significant life changes. And as you told me at the time off air, it might be an up and down healing journey. Mm-hmm. And listening back to that that episode, I was like, I'm good. I'm feeling great. I'm gonna Yeah, that was that was speaking too <laughs> soon. <laughs> because there have been some downs since then. Yeah. Um but no, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Two bigger paws. Sounds like I'm not I'm okay. I'm fine, says the dog in the burning room. Yeah, yeah. literally. Okay, no, you're, you are doing well. I mean, it yeah. is always a shitty situation, whichever way you cut it, and it's always going to be up and down. So I think that's just being realistic. And it's good to have distractions. Like, Yeah, nonsense. it is good to have distractions. Just before you got here, I'm, I'm really hot still because I went for a walk and I walked really fast to get my walk done and then had a shower and then I was like, oh, Jen, will be nearly here. And so I like, zoomed around. So doing stuff like that helps. Yeah. Like, the mental health, obviously, blah, 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 to be outside. And also, it's a very nice sunny day today. It is so, weird, yeah. So, for a walk by the river. And what's that thing? Like, there's nothing salt water can't fix. Sun, sea, People tears. say this, but, like, we recently disclosed to Kiwis we work with that neither of us have some in the sea. Yeah, but <laughs> since we moved to Wellington. And everyone was like, what? It's because the sea is minus 3,000 degrees. <laughs> for me, it's like, it's salty and full of stuff like there's like bits in it and you get all like like stuff will be like is this a complaint with the sea in general or specifically (laughs) new zealand generally the sea well generally the sea like so when i lived in rotorua i swam in the lakes heat Mm. there's beautiful lakes there fresh water it's not salty Mm. like it's just a game changer you don't get out feeling all itchy there's also like no crabs or sharks or whatever like there's eels but they don't come near you it's fine but then i feel like in the sea there's a lot more like seaweedy stuff and I'm, I'm like a pretty proficient swimmer, but I don't like deep water because it kind of freaks me out. But also I don't like it if something touches me. Yeah. Like suddenly if like a bit of seaweed like touches my leg, I'm like, lose my fucking shit. So also the sand. I don't like sand. Oh my God. Okay, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be living on Tatooine anytime soon. Um, yeah, but maybe maybe I need to start seasoning. something. Maybe that'll be it. That'll... Well, I meant more like tears count as salt water. Oh, believe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been doing lots of that. <laughs> I've been doing lots of that. I can collect them and bath in them. <laughs> Great. Love if it. If needed. Might as well. Use of it, I guess. Yeah. Water your non-existent plants. Yeah. Hey, shush. I like, I don't want to have another thing to look after. I'd get a pet. Anyway, I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Happy to be here. Always a good time. Yeah. Well, okay. Oh, I'm also on a austerity drive. So we're supporting each other in Operation Save No Scotland. Frivolous Spending. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I keep filling my online cart with many, many things. Oh. $260 worth of books. And then I'm like, mm. oh. I'm actually in like the beginning stages of the mission. So it's like when you know it's still a novelty. And mm. I'm like, how little can I spend on groceries by eating all of my tins? But that's going to get old real quick. You also run out of tins. Yeah, well, there's only so many baked beans <laughs> in my current possession. 
Do you have baked beans to put on toast? Yes, I do. Uh, yeah. The food of your people. Or, yeah. <laughs> or like in a pinch, just cold out the tin. No, that is too, that's too sad. Just me, a spoon. And, a and your underwear. In a tin of cold. <laughs> Alone in my house. Rattling around like Miss fucking Havisham. It's like <laughs> that episode of The Simpsons where they were looking to buy a house and Lenny's just sitting on the floor in a blanket and he's like, don't tell people how I live. That's oh, you. Oh, no. No. Okay, too sad. Too sad. Let's bring it back. Maybe I'd like to do an episode summary. Please. So in episode three of season three, the Doctor returns to New Earth with Martha. She is immediately kidnapped by two travellers and taken to an underground motorway where the remainder of humanity on the planet live in perpetual gridlock. Mm. What? You go? You... Bechdel. Bechdel. I always forget. Yes. Yes, it does, because yeah. we've actually got two Maybe females, females dealing with something. Sometimes yeah. they don't talk about the Doctor. Sometimes. <laughs> Apart from when Martha's like, wait for the Doctor! The Doctor will save us! But what about the doctor? The doc- I, I'm sure the doctor will be here soon. Hey guys, do you remember the doctor? <laughs> yeah, I like just in case. I hang out with this guy. He's called the doctor. He's pretty cool. Um, he'll probably save me. So, <laughs> it's like, okay. But yeah. So apart from that, um, so yeah, again, didn't remember this episode going into it. But then as soon as I saw him, I remembered Ardlow Hanlon as a cat uh. vaguely, but like I didn't remember anything else in the episode. But I remembered Father Dougal being a cat. <laughs> Down with this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, basically. So they've gone back to basically probably because they could reuse some of the CGI, I don't know. So episode one, we were in no 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 times fifteen York. Mm-hmm. And that's when they were like up on the top with the apple grass and it was all lovely. Yeah. And then it was the cat nuns. And experimenting on the humans. And then yeah. it was very weird. And then that was Rose and her first adventure with Hen. First proper one. Hmm. Um, and now, yeah, we'll come back there. But now, new companion, who this? New companion, <laughs> who this? As I often say. Would you like to? It's your turn. Yeah, so it was my I turn to come up with the old discussion question. So there is a moment in this episode where Martha decides she has faith in the Doctor to come and rescue her, right? Yeah. And it made me think of the Doctor as a figure of faith. Because lots of people mm. put their faith in him to save the day throughout the series. At various times, we've already seen it. There's also the motorist's faith in their community. There's kind of this implication that everyone has a belief system they fall back on for strength when times are bleak. Um, Whether it's religious faith, faith in your friends, whatever. It's in a way, it's a callback to the Satan pit. Because, you know, Mm. in that episode, the Doctor stated, if nothing else, he has faith in his friends. Yeah. Yeah, and like the actual quote from Martha in this episode says, but that means that the only hope right now is a complete stranger. Well, that's no use. That's what Annie from Being Human says to Martha. Mm -hmm. And she says, it is though, because you haven't seen things he can do. Honestly, just trust me, both of you. You've got your faith. You've got your songs and your hymns. And I've got the doctor. So I wanted to talk about faith and meaning making. Mm, Really interesting. Well, I think this episode comments on redemption as well, which I think is really closely tied to faith in a lot of ways. So you've got Nurse Haim being Mm. redeemed through her actions in this by saving people she has redeemed from her previous evil. And you also have this idea that humanity can just persevere through anything. Like they just Mm. are the species that keep going, right? And there's a faith that comes with that. And the way that we use faith to make meaning of our lives. So... As you know, I'm a bit of a tarot card obsessive. Yeah. And I'm constantly cracking jokes about astrology. 
which I'm at pains to say that I don't believe in, but it is a fun bit of meaning making. Like I just enjoy it. And I've noticed anecdotally that these kinds of alternative sort of the religious stuff is particularly popular with women and queer people. And I think that comes down to us not, well, not feeling represented or even being actively alienated by existing spiritual and religious practices because they uphold these patriarchal values. Yeah. And I read this interesting New York Times op-ed, which is titled, Is Astrology Religion for Those of Us with No Religion? Yeah. And the quote says, show me a larger group of people who've been more discarded by their childhood religions who have turned their backs on cultures, traditions, and gods that don't serve, love, or want them as they are. Oh, look, it's the queers waving back at you. Plumes of smoke from smudge sticks wafting behind us like spiritual chemtrails as we sage away those negative vibes. I think it's a way of acknowledging that the current system isn't working. Like, we're trying out new things that are actually old things. Like, some of these things go back centuries, right? Mm -hmm. We're seeing what else in our life we could use to make more meaning and to make life a little bit more bearable. And, like, maybe that's nonsense. But if it helps you during a time of struggle, isn't that worth it? Like, if your crystals make you feel better, if your tarot makes you feel better, then, you know, is that a bad thing? Yeah, no, I mean... No, it's not. <laughs> Answered. Uh, no, so I was a, unsurprisingly, very science-based, know-it-all mm-hmm. child and teenager. And was raised, in a, <laughs> was raised in a atheist household and was very like, religion is stupid, people are just dumb, how can you reconcile being an intelligent person and have any kind of faith-based system? Which I recognise is very intolerant. So I've come a, a long way on my journey of tolerance. I'm still atheist, but... Yeah, I've really come to a position of as long as you are not being exploited, nor are you exploiting anyone else, Mm. do what you like. And like, I feel like tarot, astrology, that kind of witchy, witchiness Mm. really falls into that nicely because you're just having a fun time. Like how you do a tarot reading and it'll be like, it's just giving me food for thought. It's nice in like prompts. Mm. I don't think that like something is coming through the ether. If you do believe that, that's okay. But you know, it's just like different ways of approaching a situation, different perspectives. Like, Mm. yeah, it's just fun. I think tarot is particularly great because as I've said to you before, I just think it's like little mini therapy sessions. Mm. You pull the cards and the cards will give you something to focus on and maybe sometimes you can be like, meh. But sometimes they they tell you things and you're like, oh yeah, no, actually that's that's a good thing to focus on. That's a fair point. And another article I read had this line that said, for queers, it's a way to access spirituality without the rigid dogma and history of homophobia found in formal religion. The stars don't care if you're gay. Tarot doesn't care what your gender is. My crystals aren't going to excommunicate me for living with my girlfriend. Yeah. And I think that is a level of flexibility that makes these things more appealing because we all, in a way, whether you're atheist, whether you're whatever, you're using different things to make sense of your daily life. Like, even if you don't believe in it, being Mm. any kind of spirituality, whatever, every day you exist, you're making meaning. Like, that's just what we do as human beings, right? We're always making meaning, making narratives, finding things that connect each other to other things, through other people, through our communities. So I don't know. I think it's just interesting that to make sense of our identities, a lot of queer people have to look outside of the traditional because the traditional rejects them. Yeah, absolutely. And why you get a lot of like people who are more traditionally marginalized from that like traditional cis hat mainstream or yeah, who end up doing things like getting into like neo-paganism and 
Yeah. And then people are like, oh, it's like woo woo. And you're like, no, but this is what has maybe more of a place for me than like mainstream Christianity or whatever. Yeah. And that New York Times piece also goes on, the person goes on to say, you know, we're interested in self interrogation and we have to do a lot of it because unlike many of our straight and cisgender peers, we didn't have the luxury of growing up uncritical of our behaviors or desires mm. or the way it's perceived by others. So it says coming into ourselves means desperately trying to disguise or repress our otherness or while asking, why am I like this? Why do I feel this way? Why do What do other people see when they look at me? We grew up used to asking these questions and astrology and tarot provide a framework for answering them. It's like we're almost more prone to self-interrogation, self-awareness in a way that maybe cis straight people never have to interrogate themselves and because the world is made for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So they never have to reflect in that way. And so having these frameworks is useful. And isn't it fun to be like, I'm such a Sagittarius. Yeah, it's cute. (laughs) One day we need to make a book of all the astrology-based memes we've shared to each other because they're wonderful. When you were Fancy Cat. Was a oh my god. There's a cat that lives near me that I want to adopt slash abduct. And <laughs> he is a ragdoll, I believe. I say he, I don't know how he identifies, but we'll go with he. <laughs> and he, last weekend, came into my house of his own accord and like nosed around. And I was like, the abduction, like when they choose you, that's like abduction complete. <laughs> but then he went back to his family. Anyway, so then there was a meme which said Libra is a ragdoll. And it was the day that fancy cat had first come into my house and I was like oh it's a my sign God. this is a sign the universe is saying take the cat to clarify I'm a Libra that's why yeah yeah such a Libra <laughs> oh my God. such a Libra I'm a Sagittarius for those keeping score fire sign great time love it I have strongly identified with my Sagittarius self but that's what I love about astrology as well, because any of it can make sense. Yeah, like you no, can look yeah, at literally yeah. any astrological profile and go, this is me. Yeah, Because they're so generic. You can yeah. just pick what you need from them. And so I just really enjoy it. I enjoy sending all my friends memes based on their, their signs. I have a lot of Virgos in my life for some reason. So many yeah, Virgos. true. And at work, we discovered that in our particular pod, the pod I sit in, me and two others, not Jen, obviously, but me and two others, we're all Libras. There's three Libras mm. in a row and two of us have the exact same birthday. Is that when you looked up, wasn't it the most common day yeah. to have a birthday? Yeah, yeah. which I'm not, I'm not a dox myself. It would be some interest in my life, a little bit of identity there. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just a little bit of identity. Spice it up. Um, um, yeah. Okay, so this is a really big topic. Mm. Um, bring maybe back to some episode things. Was there a couple early on in the episode who were dressed as that American couple from yeah. the painting? But it never gets explained. American Gothic. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just an Easter egg. But I oh, also okay. noticed that and I'm like, oh, it's the American Gothic couple. Because I wrote down, are they cosplaying? But then it never got like brought up. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Um, yeah, so we're doing little random episodes. Yeah, that's because yeah. I think the doctor talking about Gallifrey, right? He has this tendency to really avoid painful and uncomfortable topics at all costs. And so he tries to distract mm. Martha from asking these hard questions with a fun trip to New Earth. And then he, she ends up kidnapped. And that's yep. the extent that it needs to get to. And she literally has to sit there and refuse to go further in order for him to actually be honest with her mm. and tell her something. And it's just kind of unhinged. And I think this episode does quite a good job of highlighting that tension between Martha and Tan, like she's starting to get frustrated with how he is just so withholding and tight-lipped with information, right? Yeah. And then he is just lying because he liked to be able to pretend that everything was fine, that he didn't have to engage or be honest about his pain. Yeah, and it's really interesting, the whole kind of in the that relationship between them as this episode progresses. And if anything, at the start, like 
on the subject of faith, Martha comes straight out the gate with a lot of faith in the Doctor. Mm. Based on, from what we can tell, not much time together. Very little time together. Like, they've not been hanging out that long, they've not had heaps, and that kind of gets validated by later in the app when the Doctor is finally doing some self-reflection, who says, you know, I hardly know her, I was too busy showing off, and I lied. So he's like, yeah, but she's just like, straight up, like, Doctor will save me. But I guess he has already saved her life, right? So he has gotten her back from the moon. She was basically dead in his arms. So he's already saved her. And then they had the little Shakespeare adventure where she wasn't really in any danger. But she just gets that vibe from him too, that he's just like, does this? Yeah. Like, gets himself in situations. And he gets himself out. Yeah. It's quite a go, go, go episode though. Like, it doesn't really stop. Like, constant. I love when he was like falling through all the cars and he's like, I've invented a new sport. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, again, I know I feel like I'm all this person that says this, but what on the face of it is like seen as like, haha, this is just a bit weird. And how it's actually bleak and fucking horrific. Yeah. People are trapped in their cars for the cat couple 12 years. When they said 10 miles in six years, what is this, Auckland? Like, come on, yeah, 10 yeah, miles yeah. in six years. I know, and they were like, and that's because we're in the fast lane. Like the cat, the cat man and his nice wife. They've been in the car since their wedding for 12 years. And it just shows you, again, like what people get used to, I think. This is like idea of slowly, you know, this death by a thousand cuts sort of thing. Like, I'm sure at first they were like, oh, I can't believe I have to sit in this traffic. But now they are born in the car and they Mm. die in the car. It's like the car is all you know. Yeah. You just get used to it and you think this is normal life. Because humans are, I think this is why we've become a very successful species. This is a personal hot take. Um, (laughs) Because we are very adaptable Mm. and we have short memories for stuff. Like we get used to things quick. We do. Yeah. So like we kind of, you know, it'll get a bit cold or we'll move somewhere cold. Like just, you know, get on with it. And then it just becomes your normal. Look how quickly we adopted to COVID, right? We just adapted to that kind of way of life. I mean, that was a little bit close to home when they finally realized that actually the up nice New 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 York topside has been totally decimated by a A virus. virus. And you're like, oh, and this whole system has been running on autopilot and no one actually has been let out. Like all the exits have been blocked and you're like, oh God. Yeah, so the virus, because they were basically drugging themselves, putting a patch on, bliss, and then this virus spread in seven minutes and then the city died 24 years ago. And... Again, another bit where they don't really dwell on the actual reality. It's just a throwaway thing. So finally, at the end of the app, they're all released from the motorway. Like, the mm. the thing opens and the cars get out. They're going to find a city full of skeletons. Charming. full of dead people. Well, houses for everyone. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's like, clear out the dead bodies. And then you've got an apartment. And like, let's start again from scratch with civilization, right? Yeah. Pretty bleak. It is bleak. It is definitely bleak. But, you know, that's kind of like there's this undercurrent of faith and hope that runs underneath it. Like, there's that quote, we are not abandoned on as long as we have each other. Yeah, which is cool. And that is like, yay, humans, band together. Which is interesting from extremely compartmentalised living. Mm. But then they do talk about, like, the, you know, everyone comes together in the motorway. Like, they do bartering sometimes between cars if they can and... Yeah. Yeah, just weird. Did you notice, apart from the kittens, there's no children. Mm. Like, Annie from Being Human is pregnant, and then the cat couple recently had kittens. Yeah. But they apparently didn't have any other kids in 12 years, because yeah. they would be there. And yeah, nobody else has children. Or maybe like, well, the kids get farmed out. <laughs> well, maybe. maybe. Maybe there's like a... Oh, that's weird. Hop down onto... Because, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they get, ye- like, yeeted to the smog crabs. <laughs> The smog crabs. 
Well, yeah. What happens if you break up with your partner? Do you just like get out of the car and go find another car? Like, <laughs> just... yeah, right. No, you're just locked in. And so many people are in cars on their own. Yeah, like, he goes through the red car. He goes through the white car. Bowler hat guy. Yeah, bowler hat guy. Yeah, it's really weird and sad. It's tiny. Makes tiny homes. It look is nice that they expensive. kind of have chats through the the radio, right? It's like that big truck driver vibes, like this it community is. that they foster through the like radio, shortwave radio. Mm. Yeah. Um, and they have the motorway hymn thing. Yeah, faith. Yeah, it's the only thing keeping them going. It's like when people started clapping for the NHS. People do weird things in yeah. weird circumstances. Humans do weird shit. Like we don't need much to kind of get on board with some ritual. Yeah. That's how we ended up with religions and cults. It's just like, well, we've all got a shared purpose, and like, can we like dress up a bit fancy? Like, yeah, okay, we'll do songs and dancing and worshiping a thing. There'll yeah, we'll statues. stand outside and do we'll it. Start doing paintings. Even Anzac Day. I was thinking today about the yeah. fact that we still—it's such a big thing to the point where our shops aren't open till one PM. Don't get me started. I know. And it's like, isn't it weird that someone just decided, like, they wrote that poem that everyone always quotes? You know, they will not grow old as we grow old, lest we forget. R.I.P. I'm yeah. not saying it's not sad, but it is a weird thing to now, like, how many years later? 60? 70? How long has it so been? A long time. If First World War, like, a hundred. Yeah. Over. Well so, over the fact that it's become this ritual all on its own, like, people get up. A lot of people go to the dawn service. Yeah, it's dawn not services unusual. are a big thing. Point yeah. information. Yeah. Um, it's weird. But it's ritual, yeah. right? It's like, it yes, we, will, we have yeah. chosen this thing to make meaning out of. This yeah. is the thing we're going to... Not to the point where we're going to disavow war and dismantle our military. No, no, no. <laughs> but we will make meaning of it. Isn't it very sad? Yeah. Yeah. Face a bow. Face a bow! Back in the house! Big ol' face. Yeah. And like, he's weird. Haim, who I can't say without thinking of... Haim the band. Haim the band, the sisters. Yeah, so... <sighs> I, what's the deal with the face of Bow? Like, he's meant to be, like, very, very old, very, very wise. I say he, don't know. They are meant to be very, very old, very, very wise. They've seen a lot of shit. They have, I don't want to say, like, powers, but, like, telepathy. And, like, they operate on a plane that humans don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then it's kind of a little bit, like, deus ex machina. Like, in the, it's like, Bo's there, and then you're like, well, Chekhov's face of Bow, like, he's gonna <laughs> come in handy. And then at the end, he saves everything, so... But like doing the power, being like. So there is an interesting bit that comes out about Face of Bo later in the season that I don't want to tell you about because okay, cool. I want to see your reaction. Interesting, but she does say like Nun Haim calls Bo her lord. Mm. It's like very faith religiony or feudal. Well, yeah, yeah, my lord, I'm your Valene, and I will plow your fields, Face of Bo. <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> I think it's funny. Like, the doctor doesn't objectively know the face of Bo personally, right? He's met him. This is the third time he's met him. Yeah. He's just some rando, but he knows he's supposed to, like, impart these wise words, and then he says to him, you know, you're not alone, whatever. But the yeah. doctor mourns his death, and I think it's just because it's, like, another being who actually understands the life that he lives. Like, face of Bo is so old. Like, he's seen the people... He yeah. loves die. Yep. So the Doctor and him have that in common. And like the Doctor is actually just really lonely in a lot of ways. Like on a spiritual level that human companionship cannot mm-hmm. alleviate. Despite him trying. Repeatedly. Yeah, repeatedly. <laughs> he doesn't give up. But it's like me yeah. when I get a dog or, you know, when you get a cat. It's like, well, you know this thing is going to die before you do. Yeah, but still. But we continue. We persist. It's worth it. 
Well, that's oh. how the doctor feels about humans. Yeah, that's a good point. That just reminded me about when you said the, do- the face of Bozo's doctor is not alone. And then despite the fact that he's been on a self-reflection journey, the doctor's still at the end of the app. Martha's like, what's that about? And then suddenly is like, no, I will not be dismissed by you multiple times. Mm. And then sits down on a grubby chair. Until, yeah. Yes, because she finally had to be like, hey, don't fucking... Dismiss me. Yeah, pretend that I am invisible or I'm dumb or I'm just not Rose. Also, taking her to the same place that you took Rose is it's a bit really weird. horrible. It's like, I know you give me hassle about this, but <laughs> I typically lock into a place that I'm into for first dates when I'm like in a first date vibe. Because I like the familiar surroundings, but I wouldn't do it like if anyone was like, had a meaningful connection, I wouldn't always take them to one place, right? Or take them on the exact same place. Or the place. exact same date and do the exact same things because it makes people feel like, or if I would, I definitely wouldn't tell them about it. Like, that's the difference, right? You're not like, oh, I was here with Rose and it was way better with her. And you don't know anything. And I have to explain everything to you because Rose was so smart and amazing. Which objectively is not true. No, it's not true. Because Martha is really smart and really capable. Yeah. Let's talk about the crab monsters. And very clever by macra? not making... Macri? Macra. Macri? Macra? Macra. Um, clever. I'm doing... I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm doing crab claws. Clever to hide them in the smoke so you never have to see them. You just see yeah. their little eyes and some mm-hmm. claw. Because... And some like smoggy, blurry CGI. Yeah, and then imagine to... acting that as the car gets rattled around. Like, Whoa! It's like Whoa! Star it's Trek like... acting. Yeah, literally Star Trek acting. Like, what episode was it? I think it was Saint Pit, where they're like, the planet's <laughs> yeah, shaking, yeah, 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 and yeah. they're all like, Whoa! Hold on to the desk! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> like, that is not moving. That is, like, Patrick Stewart... William Shatner <laughs> on the deck of the USS Enterprise pretending that stuff is being shaken. Very weird. Go to acting school for that. I know, I love it. It's amazing. Is it time for some random observations? All of this has been random, I uh, thought. But it, yes, well, like, crack on. <laughs> this is really not linked. Didn't like the our Father Dougal cat being like, the sisters, and they're like, we're married. And him being like, I'm an old-fashioned cat. Yeah, weird. Yuck. Let's it's the, so future. the future. No, you're a human cat human. And you just like, said... You can get over, like, you just fucking had lesbians. With a yeah. human, like a full-on, presumably, maybe she is part of else. But Who yeah. Knows? Yeah, that is a separate question. At what point do they start being more human? Because they were just straight up full-bore cats. Hmm. Those kittens were. Maybe they grow into being humans, right? Yeah. Like maybe they're just kittens when they're little and then, and then they, become... they become more human-y like. But that's a small car for like six. I mean, they're out now, but like they were going to raise what, like six kittens? In maybe there? it's just the luck of the draw. You don't know which one you're going to get. What? With kittens? You don't know if you'll get kittens or humans or yeah. human kittens? Yeah. Just... They just got actual cats. It's that's like... a bit sad. <laughs> Could she speak cat? I don't know. <laughs> So many questions. Down with this yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, basically. Google. Oh, I was kind of intrigued by the car that had the, I want to say maybe like twins in white and then the kind of mm. mask, lesbian energy, black cat. Mm. I was kind of that, into that cat. <laughs> like, Where are the spin-offs about the other cars? Yeah, basically. That's what I want. Um, and then, okay, this was weird. Selling moods. So transgender yeah. patches. You know, they have different ones. Like, Bliss is the one that went bad, but then there was honesty. Mm. There was forget. Yeah. Like, forgetfulness. And the doctor gets real weird about it. And he, like, wants to shut the sellers down. And he's, like, really... Is it, like, a mood-altering thing that he doesn't like? Or Because, first of all, trans patches, 
not the future. Mm. We have transdermal patches that we use for a variety of things that have some level of substance in them, like typically pain relief, right? And Nicotine. Yeah, nicotine. They, these are all psychoactive substances. Yeah, I don't know. It was very weird. It came across as a little bit like morally. It's anti-drug, isn't it? Yeah. It's very like, drugs no are bad. Reason. Drugs are yeah. bad. Yeah. Like and- if you lived in that little like sewer shithole like around a motorway, I'd want some mood enhancer, <laughs> right? Um, I thought it was interesting that he really only kicks off after that person starts forgetting, right? Like he puts the mm. patch on and then he just forgets about yeah. his brother or whoever it was. It was her and it was dead parents. Ah, that's yeah. right. Couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. So long ago since I watched it. (laughs) But yeah, that's when he really kicks off about it, right? Because it's like, what? Which is ironic for him when he's such a good compartmentalizer. Yeah. Because I guess it's like, look at the harm that can come from this. And ultimately, the bliss did mess them up. But, you know, not all drugs are bad. Drug use in and of itself is not a bad thing. But I think the funniest bit about that is it's like, shut this down. When I come back here, Mm. you all need to be gone. They don't know who you are. Who are you to them? Why the police? Yeah. Why are they scared of you? Yeah. So weird, doctor. Also, they have no customers. How are they making money? Yeah, they need to be on the motorway. Yeah. Shipping it around. Get a little moped. Flying moped. Delivery. Or like a little drone thing. Because once you're on the motorway, you can't get off, right? Where do they get food from? Um, they, it, there was a thing that, um, it gets oh, produced right. from their waste yes, products that's and then she right. put biscuit down. Yeah, that's right. I it looked like that. a really sad Rivita that is made from poop. I mean, that's quite good self-sustaining system. Yeah, but it's not like, that's a, that's a closed system that's just going to go towards entropy, right? Because every time we poo something out, we are taking nutrients from it each time. So ultimately it just end up having nothing good in it. Mm. So maybe they have like, oh, I think they did were like, we've got vitamins and we've got... But for how long? water. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think this is a suspension of disbelief thing. They're like, we're not gonna... We put all the money into the one... Do you reckon it's one car set that they change each time? <laughs> that they have to set dress and he has yeah. to just like pop out the top and pop in again? Yeah, surely. Yeah. They didn't build multiples of those. Yeah. And then you've got the lovely like CGI slash paintings of the motorway. And then the car's coming, becoming free. And there's just a free-for-all. There's like, no system. Woo. And I'm like, like going to crash into Yeah, what's the... Do we need to do a census to work out what, what's everyone's skill sets? We uh, need to repopulate the yeah. city. Who's doing traffic management? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, who's doing traffic management? Oh my God. That's such a me question. <laughs> we are old people. Anyway, yeah. do, that's, do you have anything else or is that it? Um, no, that's, that's from my list of things. Do you have a stand-up moment then? I do, and it is the cat face makeup. Mm. It's so good. It's really good. It's very convincing, isn't it? It's very expressive. Like, mm. he's giving a lot of emotion through that cat face makeup. And it's, I assume, like, prosthetics and, like, paint and stuff. <laughs> but, stuff. <laughs> but, like, yeah, he's really... It's not mask-like at all. And this is a long time ago. It's cool. I think it's testament to, uh, yeah, some really great special effects makeup artists. They do a good... Special effects. Like, in terms of makeup. Like, yeah, visual, like, like if you think vis- of physical effects. The rhino heads. Yeah. And then that woman that was a tree. They do a lot of this. In terms of prosthetic work. Yeah, yeah, good. absolutely. That's not CGI. That's just, like, practical effects. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Practical yeah. effects. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. I like it. I appreciate it. Nice. Did you have one? I really like this episode. I thought it was actually really solid. I think the standout moment for me is just, like, Martha is just great on her own. Like, she doesn't panic. Like, she gets separated and she's, like, a bit... She's more knocked off than anything. She's just fucked off that they've kidnapped her. She's not mm. really panicking or, like, freaking out. She switches into practical mode. She's like, what is going on? 
what is happening? How do I solve this problem? And then she's like, yeah, okay, she does want the doctor to come and save her. But she's the one who comes up with the whole, we need to turn the engines off so that the crabs can't find us. Like she, they're all freaking out, but she keeps a calm head. And I love seeing these moments of Martha's character because they'll just keep building on it. So I really Mm. enjoy that, that we get that from the start. Yeah, it's awesome. She's a problem solver. She is. She's great. She's practical. She's good in a crisis, as previously discussed. Yeah, she is good in a crisis, yeah. She'll be a great doctor. Great bedside manner. Yeah. So she also might, Freemo Gaiman might actually still be in, because she was here for Armageddon, right? Oh, yeah. We're talking about Martha, but Martha might actually be in New Zealand. In the country. As we're talking. Probably not. It was on Saturday, Sunday. Oh, yeah, that's true. They tend to leave immediately. She's going to Christchurch as well. But was that before or after? I don't know. Anyway, Freemo, if somehow... Shout out, hi. <laughs> we should have gone into the panel and recorded yeah, yeah. it. It's like a like, bonus. She's on the podcast and it's us being like, hi. And like <laughs> lots of background noise and her being like, hi. <laughs> this is more of a question. Uh, no, this is more of a comment than a question. Would you be on our podcast? We have like seven regular listeners. And we love them all. Shout out to our friend from Germany again. We, oh, got your, yeah. we got your email. It was amazing. We will reply to it. Yeah. Thank you so much. For listening and for taking the time out of your day to contact us. We really love it. We do. More people may do it. Anyway, okay, well, next time we'll be watching season, well, still season three. (laughs) We'll be watching episode four and five, which is the Daleks in Manhattan and evolution of the Daleks. Whoa, these ones about Daleks. I know, shocking, right? (laughs) Uh, Let us know your thoughts by emailing atardasofonesown at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram. And you can check out the show notes for links and for the references discussed in a sec. Great time. Yeah, awesome. All right. I, um, I need to go press some tofu. Delightful. <laughs> uh, catch you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.